Today, we're talking all about your visual brand and what it could be telling your potential clients and customers without you even really realizing it. We're in a brand authority building series here on the podcast, and this is actually episode three in that series. Now, you can totally listen to these episodes out of order because you're going to get a lot out of today's episode just by itself. But I do recommend going back and listening to the other episodes after you're done here just to get a little more context and more authority building steps. If you want to go back, the series started at episode 36 and 37. In today's episode, I'm sharing some do's and don'ts for visual branding, things that you can do quickly to show authority and some common pitfalls that I see a lot that set brands back in terms of their credibility and brand authority. This episode is brought to you by Kajabi. Funny word, right? (laughs) But Kajabi is the tool I use to house all of my freebies, those free downloads I talk about in my episodes from time to time and in my videos. I also house my email list, my courses, and even my coaching pages for my client replay calls. It's an all-in-one tool for delivering digital products and growing an email list. Kajabi also offers podcast hosting, communities, and memberships. So if you've ever had an idea for a monthly membership offer, Kajabi is going to have everything you need to get set up and running with a membership. Now, personally, I think my favorite part about Kajabi is that it's all in one. I don't have to think about a third-party tool or connecting automations or fancy tech tools to connect my email to those freebies or my checkout carts to my programs. It's all together, and this makes my life so much easier. So if you want to give Kajabi a try today for free, see how it could fit into your business, go ahead down to the description section of this podcast and click the link to get a free trial today. Hello and welcome to the Called to Both podcast. I'm your host, Joy Michelle, and you're in the right place if you're ready to grow your business while also being the intentional and present mom you want to be. This show will leave you feeling inspired, equipped with tangible tips, and encouraged to go after your own version of being called to both. Let's dive in. Now, when I say visual brand, I mean all the visuals of your business, your website, the social media channels that you're present on, and even your client communication. Stuff from logo, Instagram graphics, Pinterest graphics, blog headers, all the visual components of your brand. Now, this is kind of like a good news, bad news situation here. The good news is you can control a lot of your brand perception and authority and how your brand is viewed by people who come across your blog and your website and your social media. Now, I will say the bad news along with that is that there is a lot that you could be doing right now that is working against you as well. And we as humans, we just make snap judgments. Like for better or for worse, this is how people are. And this is how we operate. We are trying to decide very quickly when we come across a website or a piece of information or a blog post, whatever it may be, if that information is credible, if it's trustworthy, if it's going to help us move us towards or away from our goals, right? Now, over the years of coaching and consulting for lots of photographers, creatives, and YouTubers, and even running multiple businesses myself, I have found some commonalities of things that you can change to improve your overall brand credibility when it comes to the visuals. So I want to share some things that can actually help you to quickly elevate your overall brand. 
So here's some brand rules to follow when you're wanting to establish a little more credibility when it comes to all of the visual components. Now, I will say I have a background in graphic design and I have a degree in graphic design. And this is something that has served me so well in my business, so, so well. And I'm really glad that I had this background going into business. Originally, I had thought graduating from school with a design degree and then changing my mind and saying, I'm going to be a photographer, I thought had wasted my time on that degree. But I quickly found out that I was wrong and I was using design skills daily on my website when I was designing printed albums for social media posts, for newsletter design, logo design, packaging my first client gifts, you name it. We are designing in our businesses, whether we are designers or not. So if we can bring better design principles to your business, you will be taken more seriously, more quickly, regardless of how much time you've been in business. I feel like this is this is a really important point. I think sometimes we're waiting to be in business for a certain amount of time or to see a certain amount of revenue or to have a certain size team in order to start taking our businesses more seriously. And we want other people to take our businesses more seriously. But what I want to try to emphasize to you is that your brand visuals are an element of this. Yes, you need to be uh, credible. You need to have the skills and having a team is wonderful and getting the revenue, you know, checking the box is great too. But sometimes we're not being taken seriously yet because our brand, the visual part of our brand, I should say, it's just not up to snuff yet. Now, I think a great example of brand leading really strong and helping me skip parts of the like awkward <laughs> first year of business was that the first wedding that I ever booked was over $2,000 as a package. And I think it was in part due to the principles of design that I brought to my business very early on and that I could put a very strong visual foot forward, of course, with the photography, of course, with sales, of course, with other elements, but being able to come in strong with, you know, a solo wedding at $2,000. And if you've, if you've worked in the wedding industry, you know that that's not exactly common. And I think this is in part due to design and the visuals that we're going to be talking about here today. So a couple of things that you can do to elevate your overall visual brand. Number one, use the same professional headshot across all of your social media profiles. I think this is really important because a lot of times the way that someone finds us isn't always the way we think they will. We imagine they might find us on Google, you know, searching for our skill. They get our beautiful about page come up and they get to see the whole context of our business story. And then they might reach out or find us on social media, right? But I think a lot of times there's a totally different client journey that takes place. And you want to make sure that at any entry point, to you and your business, someone will still get the same consistent experience. And sometimes people over on Facebook have just like a logo as their profile picture. And over on Instagram, they have one headshot. And then on their website, they have a different headshot. And it honestly, maybe not to you, but it honestly to someone who doesn't know you kind of can look like multiple businesses. It doesn't look like the same brand and the same person is running all of these accounts. So I think a great way to do this and to unify this is to make sure that all the headshots are the same across your profiles. Okay, so the second one is select one primary typeface or font for your company. 
I think this also applies to Instagram or whatever your primary social media account is. I think in your stories in, uh, over on Instagram, this is a great example of where we want to start to use the same colors and fonts consistently to build that consistent brand recognition. Number three, have a brand color or a palette of colors that you use consistently. So this is kind of mentioned in the Instagram stories thing, but Color is one of the reasons that we remember brands. I want to say it's like the number one most memorable element of any brand is their color. And it's so important to start using the consistent brand color for your business. And I think it's also important to know your hex codes so that when you go to print, whether you have like business cards or you get a poster printed or you have a designer working on anything and you want to make sure that the colors are exactly the same. It's not like one shade of blue over here and then like a slightly different shade of blue over here, those kind of inconsistencies are kind of, this is like the details where it starts to fall apart a little bit where in my opinion, things start to look cheaper because the blues are all different, right? Or the the fonts are all different or things like that. Like we are looking for consistency and that is so, so important for brand credibility. So if you don't know your hex codes for like your colors, um, I'll leave a link down in the description, but you can always go online and just search like hex color finder and there's free ones on Google where you just upload an image. You can even upload an image of you wearing like a shirt or a hat in your brand color and it will tell you the exact color profile for that color so that you could give that to a designer and say, this is what I want. This is the color for my brand. Super important for consistency across platforms. All right, so number four for design tips, quick ways to elevate your brand is to have white space when you are designing. So white space is your friend. And what I mean by white space is giving your text, giving your images, giving your design room to breathe on the page, not trying to cram a lot of images, a lot of text, overlapping, collaging. This is one of those less is more things that is hard for me to overemphasize. It's your eye needs space to rest on a page. When you're looking at something that's too busy and it's visually overwhelming, we tend to just start like blurring it all out. We say, okay, this is kind of a lot. I need to go somewhere else. And that leads people to leave the page. It leads people to bounce off the website and we don't want that. So those were four brand visual components. And I think overall consistency is key with your visual brand and the details really do matter. Now I wanna list off a few common pitfalls. I thought of five things that I see a lot of times, especially on people's websites. A lot of this is very website based, but these are what I see as like an amateur red flag. When I see this, I immediately think a brand is a little less established and a little less credible. And I think a lot of people do too. The first is having a non pro email address or Gmail address associated with your business. The second is having a website that's not secure. So it doesn't have that little padlock icon up in the browser. And this really affects your SEO. This is something that is on the hosting side of your website platform. Um, so I know that my website is hosted on Show It. I have, it's designed and hosted on Show It. And all of their websites include this. So if you want to see that on my site or you want to try Show It out, um, I even have a free month of Show It if you want to give Show It a try. If you don't have a website right now or you're looking for something a little more user-friendly, I'll leave a link for that below. All right, 
common amateur red flag number three is not having a fave icon on your website or not changing it from the original, like whoever made your site, is if it's Wix or Squarespace or leaving that like icon that's very clearly a Squarespace icon and not customizing it to your brand. So at the top of the browser, you want to be able to have all of those recognizable things associated with your brand and not someone else's. So like little details that stand out to me. All right, the next one is broken links, coming soon pages, and bad navigation. I'm just lumping this all together because it overall will just lead someone off of your site, whereas you want them to kind of go deeper into a journey with you. A broken link obviously is going to be it's going to happen, but it's also going to be a huge disrupt in their surfing on your site. So you want to make sure that the 404 page on your site where someone is redirected when they get lost is actually helpful and could maybe bring them back, right? Like you don't want it to just go to a blank page that says, I don't know where you are right now. This isn't helpful. You want to make sure that it could potentially bring them back in. I've seen some really cool 404 pages that are actually really engaging. All right, and number five is to have social media icons in your footer that either don't go anywhere or are for social media channels that you don't actually use. So this is the last pitfall. Do you actually use Pinterest? Do you actually use Twitter? Now remember, people will remember the thing that stood out or didn't add up. We actually look for inconsistencies. It's like an annoying human behavior. But if I'm clicking around on someone's website and I'm not able to go anywhere or I end up on you know a random Twitter account that they haven't tweeted to since 2010, I'm a little less likely to consider that brand as like super put together and super high end, right? So it's my recommendation that you really only have the links in your footer that are to take them to places that you're legitimately publishing to. And I know that this sometimes happens because when you start off with a template, it has all the little icons there. It might even have like a little YouTube icon. And sometimes people will link to a YouTube channel with like two videos that are like five years old. My recommendation though would be that if those videos are not currently representative of what it's like to work with you right now and you're super proud of them and you want people there, don't even post it. Don't have that there. You only want to direct people to the places where you are active and current and you're keeping up with and that you'd be okay getting a DM over on that platform because it's a platform you actually use. So it's time to test this out. One thing I want you to do, if you're not driving, if you can do this, go ahead and save this. If you're driving, save it and come back to this later. But a really cool exercise that I have a lot of my students do is to open up your websites and perform almost like a little quick audit of your visual brand. I like to get all of my social media pages, my website, my blog, any pages that you have professional listings on online, and just get as many as you can open simultaneously. And I like to look at them at a glance. And I think this is a really powerful exercise because sometimes when you see your Instagram and your Facebook and your website and your blog kind of side by side, looking at them with that perspective and the bird's eye view of not being so close to it, a lot of times you will start to see inconsistencies, inconsistencies in color, typefaces, you know, the fonts that you're using, and even the images that you might represent your brand, things like that. You might find some really obvious 
like, oh, wow, I should be changing the way that I have my whole Facebook banner is super out of date. Like, let me go and change that right now. This is a really, really awesome exercise to check on the visuals of your brand. I do also have one amazing book recommendation for you that I think that you're going to love if you love all things visuals, branding, positioning, and all that we've been talking about here in this series on brand authority. Or if you want to just get better at these things, I think you're going to love this book. It's called Brand Brilliance. Um, I'll, I'll leave an Amazon link. It is gorgeous. Like it, it just has the most beautiful layout. It's one of those books that you almost like you almost want to write in because the ideas are so good, but then you don't because it's this beautiful coffee table book. So mine just has all these sticky note flags like everywhere. And it covers so, so much on client experience and visual branding and even like printed goods and packaging. And it's really incredible. Um, And again, it's called Brand Brilliance. And it's just one of my favorite books. I try to read it every year. Be sure to grab the Brand Authority Blueprint Guide. It's going to be down in the show notes. It's going to go through your brand audit. You can see where your brand is, where you might be confusing people, and just get a complete checklist of how you can have a more refined brand message and some of the visual elements that we've talked about here today. So great compilation of everything that we've been going over in the past couple of episodes so that you can take your brand to the next level. That's why we're doing this whole series. So next week, we're going to be talking about building credibility through social proof and how to actually go about building social proof around your brand. I am so pumped for this episode. It's so full of some topics and things and steps that I've been wanting to talk about for a while now. So be sure to hit subscribe wherever it is that you're listening. And I I will see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please help me get the word out about the Call to Both podcast by taking a screenshot of this episode right now and sharing it on your social media. I would also appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave me a five-star review. Thanks again, and I'll see you in the next episode.